0: How France helped us win the American Revolution. Today is the 4th of July. This is The World. I'm Carol Hills. The U.S. has had its differences with France, but Independence Day is a good time to remember America's first ally and its revolutionary general. If
1: we forget it today, it was certainly not forgotten in the 19th century. Lafayette was remembered, um, venerated almost on par with George Washington as as his sort of adopted son.
0: Also today, leaving home for a new life in the U.S. The night before I was leaving for the U.S., I couldn't even sleep. I was so excited about it. And living through those first moments in a new country. When we arrived in Los Angeles, all I remember was looking at my mother's face for a sense of understanding what was going on. Plus, why one scholar thinks a period in the Declaration of Independence should really be a comma.
1: Support for PRI's The World comes from Medtronic. Celebrating people living with medical technology who are giving back to their communities. Apply for the Bakken Invitation Award and earn a $20,000 charitable grant for your charity. Learn more at liveongiveon.org.
0: I'm Carol Hills in for Marco Wurman, and this is The World. It's July 4th, a holiday where we celebrate independence and the creation of a democratic nation. Democratic and stable are adjectives the U.S. hoped would describe Iraq after the U.S. invasion there. And many Iraqis imagined that after all they went through... They'd end up with a peaceful nation. Right now, though, that seems very far off. The militant Sunni group ISIS, or the Islamic State as it now wants to be known, has been steamrolling across large parts of Iraq and killing people in its path. Today, we turn to David Patel to help us reflect on what's happening there. He's a Middle East scholar at Brandeis University, and he spent a lot of time living and studying in Iraq. He told me that for someone like him, what's been happening there comes as little surprise.
1: I think a lot of Americans had tuned out of what was happening in Iraq for the past couple of years. I think the Arab Spring and events elsewhere in the Middle East had taken over in general burnout of what was happening. But those of us who are still focused on Iraq, things have been getting very bad for a long time now. Since 2009, 2010, there's been a, a, a steady decline in uh, security in many parts of Iraq and violence was off the charts for the past year. So this attention is now back on Iraq because of ISIS, but things have been very bad there for quite some time now.
0: Now, we have this group ISIS or the Islamic State. They're kind of making their way, pushing their way south in a very violent, brutal way. Um, they're edging toward Baghdad. They're, they're near a, one of cities, Samarra, that has sacred sites. And I know these Shia sacred sites are something you've written a lot about. Tell us about these sacred sites and why they're so important.
1: Well, there's four major ones for Shias in Iraq. The two major ones are south of Baghdad in the Shia heartland, Najaf and Karbala. And those are really the central shrines and contain the graves of the two most important figures in post-Mohammed uh, Shia history. The one that's most threatened right now, though, is Samara, which is up north. It's between Tikrit and Baghdad. And so it's really on the front lines of this ISIS-Iraqi government uh, confrontation. And so one way of thinking about ISIS targeting the shrines is actually taking over territory that includes the shrines. Samara is right in there, is right in that category now. The other way of being a target are attempts by ISIS to blow up the shrine or attack the shrine in order to start a sectarian war, which is their goal. They've said that's their goal. Their predecessor organizations in Iraq made that their goal and achieved it back in February 2006 when they attacked that shrine in Samarra in February uh, of that year. So one is them trying to take over territory that happens to include those shrines. The second is actually targeting those shrines in order to provoke retaliation on Sunnis within the country.
0: Now let's go to Samara, take us there. If we went to Samara today to this shrine, what would we see and who would be there?
1: Well, I'd imagine what you'd see would be uh, tens of thousands of, uh, of Iraqi soldiers and volunteers, uh, probably many of them Shias from outside Iraq as well, uh, guarding the shrine and trying to prevent uh, And what is ISIS. the
0: shrine? What would we see?
1: So you'd see a giant gold dome over a tomb. And so in Samara, it's called the Askariya Shrine, and it contains the graves of two of the twelve imams, the 10th and 11th imams. And next to it is also a place where the 12th imam, the Mahdi, the Messiah, went into occultation where he... Uh, removed himself from earth. He's not dead, so it's not his grave. And so this is really core for Shia belief. This is where the Mahdi left earth. And everything in Shia politics today is about how you govern the world in the absence of this just ruler, the Mahdi, right? The Iranian government is based on the idea that the cleric should be running things until he returns. This site is inextricably...